Couple Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempt from registration requirements. I wish that our stock market were as honest as every casino I go into. The gambling propensity is strong in people to do mathematically unintelligent things. Welcome to Libel on Fire with Libel Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Libel Sternbach is the author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. Libel's advice has been featured in countless publications, including Reader's Digest, USA Today, Yahoo Finance, CNN Business, Investment News, and and Market Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Libel on Fire. Hi, everybody. I'm Freddie Bell, and welcome to this episode of Libel on Fire. He's Amazon's best selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. It's great to be with you this weekend, Libel. Glad that you're here. How are you, sir? I am doing good. It's finally getting warm out here. How are you doing? <laughs> Unbelievable! I'm not quite yet yet uh, not quite ready, I should say, to uh, pull out the shorts and the flip flops, but I'm really, really close. <laughs> nice. I actually went a, went for a walk with my shorts on for the first time in you know four months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people who are listening to us on the West Coast are going, "What?" <laughs> As a financial advisor, liable. I'm curious. Uh, you primarily help people in retirement. I'm curious about your thoughts about everything that's happening in the world today. I mean, I know we've got a war going on. We have the on-again, off-again pandemic. We've got inflation. How does all of this relate to what we're trying to do, and that's to retire and to retire with some type of dignity? Well, what's happening in the world and how it relates to your retirement? I mean, and really, you know, it's not just retirement. It's the future. Um, I think that, and and uh, you you can actually Google this. I'm on the record uh, for saying this, and this was back, you know, uh, right when you know this whole Russian Ukraine thing was just starting out. Um, and it actually, I think it was before the invasion that I gave I gave this interview. Um, but what I said was that it, it's almost like you know we went from COVID, two years of COVID, and you know, <laughs> hopefully it's coming to an end. Um, and we went into this, um, you know, this kind of like weird in between state where like some places are opening up some places like Canada are like, are still locking down and getting worse. Uh, in Singapore, uh, was it Singapore or Hong Kong is like testing everyone. So it's just like this very weird, the world was trying to find itself. And like, how do we get back to normal life from COVID life? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like you know, uh, Russia decided to step in and, you know, shock the world out of COVID land and uh, give us something to all be mad about um, and rally rally around that wasn't related to, you know, pandemic. And that would just force the world to kind of reboot itself. And, and you know, we can't, whatever happened before, however life was before, it's not going to be the same moving forward. There, there just is no going back to that. It's, you know, 1987, Russia defaulted on their debt. And that was 
um, that was the first time that a sovereign nation, and especially a large sovereign nation, had defaulted on their debt. And it was unheard of. It was unthought of that a country would be able to do such a thing. And yet, 30 years later, right, they recovered the markets had accepted them. The world had accepted them as being, you know, uh, up here. And they were, they are very integrated uh, into our financial markets. And then, you know, I mean, literally it was almost overnight. They got completely shut out. And we have this run, I shouldn't say runaway inflation, but we have very high persistent inflation that people are, struggling to understand. And it's, you know, you've got inflation, is it supply side inflation, where it's because we can't get the goods fast enough, and we can't get the materials to the people to make the goods? Is it demand side inflation, where it's like just people want more things? And, you know, it's we're having trouble supplying them? Is it both? Is it just because of all the stimulus money that we've been pumping into the system and the free, you know, the low interest rates? Um, They're there are so many questions. And so while the central banks were trying to fight that, we now also have this war and this, you know, energy crisis that is coming as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, right, and, and, and we got to keep in mind that this came on the backs of two of the, you know, the uh, fastest growing and largest moving years in history in market history. Uh, market was up like 80% in the last two years. Um, it, it was something outrageous. And the, the movements that were made in the market and the gains that people got, and we had, you know, cryptocurrency, which was, you know, thousands of percent return. And the world, whatever comes next, is not going to look like the last 10, 15 years. There is just no way that the next few years can be the same, whether that means, you know, market returns returning to normal, interest rates skyrocketing because we need to tamp down on this inflation. We still haven't solved the supply side problems where, you know, we can't get the parts to the people because, you know, whether it's truckers or it's ports getting closed down or, uh, you know, a million other reasons. Um, and, and while all this is happening, China's having their own kind of identity crisis. Um, where they had this this uh, real estate developer that took on so much debt, and the state is trying to keep them from failing, but they're trying to do it in a way that you know gives confidence without the state bailing them out. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, I think it's like twenty five percent of the household net worth is tied up in this one company. So we we've got a very weird and interesting world that's kind of forming in front of us, and so as as a retiree. Looking at the next few years, looking at the next few years, we we got to be aware there there are some very unique dangers to retirees. And, and before I get to the dangers, I do want to talk about some of the opportunities. When there's uncertainty in the market, there is opportunity because it means um, it means that people do not know what things should be valued as. When people don't know what the future holds. They're going to try to guess. And more people go from being investors to being gamblers. And as gamblers, they're making decisions based on emotions. They're making decisions based on skewed probabilities of the future. Mm -hmm. And when people do that, right, if you are standing there 
and you you keep out of the fray, you keep out of the emotions, and you just look at the logics, and you say, well, is this company sound? Is their business model sound? Do the fundamentals meet it? Do, does the economic future of you know uh, the country of their customers you know warrant their price going down or the price going up? You can then pick out those winners. And there's actually an opportunity for stock pickers over the next few years that hasn't existed for 20 years, which I think is, is really interesting. Uh, something else that we got to keep in mind is as interest rates, rates rise, the United States has taken on a huge amount of debt. And we've attracted investors, a lot of foreign investors who are investing in our government bonds. And they've done it because we, even though we're only paying a quarter of a percent, we are higher than most other countries out there, at least when you're looking for a stable debt. And with the, with the Fed having to raise interest rates, they, and they have to do that. There's no two ways about it. They have to raise interest rates to try to control inflation because it's one of the very few tools that the Federal Reserve actually has. Mm -hmm. So interest rates has, have to come up. And as interest rates come up, that means that as our, our bonds come due and we have to issue more, more uh, treasury bonds to pay for our debt, to finance this $30 trillion debt that we have. And, and, and this crisis in Russia and Ukraine is just beginning. Um, because it is going to have a spillover effect for years, um, we're going to have to uh, pony up a lot of money to finance um, to finance what is coming next. And that debt that we're going to have to finance is going to have to be at much higher interest rates. And if we're at $30 trillion debt right now, which is 125% of our gross domestic product, which is the equivalent of saying that you were borrowing, uh, that you as an individual were borrowing 125% of your income, right? Which mm -hmm. any of you have lived through the, the housing crisis, you know, 2007, 2008. You remember that the reason why we got into that mess was because people were, the banks were letting you borrow 125% of your home equity. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great <laughs> if you were a homeowner until, you know, and you had your cheap interest rates and then all of a sudden it skyrocketed to 15% overnight, which is, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen over the next, you know, three, four years. We're going to see interest rates climb on the federal debt. And we're having trouble making those payments now. We need to, our tax base has to increase. And we are going to have to cut spending in areas. And guess what? Military is not going to be one of those areas because we're going to have to increase our military spending because of Russia and because of NATO. So, and don't forget that we left the Middle East a mess. And we have China, which is looking at what Russia did, and they've been making moves on Taiwan for years now. So we're going to have to be, we're, we're essentially going to, whether it's a hot war or a cold war, we're going to be fueling a defense budget in multiple fronts for years to come. So our defense budget is going to have to increase, which means that money is going to have to come from somewhere else. And the only, the other two, the two other big spenders in the federal budget is Social Security and Medicare and welfare programs. So, so Michael, does this mean, yeah. are you making a case for investing in treasury bonds? Oh, uh, uh, 
no, I am not making a case for investing in treasury bonds. Um, what I am making a case for, though, is that taxes are going to go up and services are going to go down. There is no two ways about it. Everybody, we're talking with Leibel Sternbach, and we're talking about uh, who's going to win as, uh, as the world conditions are really impacting the marketplace. So what should the retirees be doing right now? I know you've said that time and time again, don't get emotional about this. Don't uh, run to sell off everything that you have. What should retirees be doing? We have about a couple of minutes left in this segment. So keeping in mind that taxes are going up, keeping in mind that future market returns are probably not going to be as high as they have been the last few years. And in fact, we may start seeing some negative years or at least a lot more volatility. The number one thing is, and, and you should write this down and Google it, and I've got articles and guides on my website about this, is sequence risk. Right now, sequ sequence risk is the biggest threat to retirees. Mm. And the 30-second version is sequence risk is when you are taking money out of your portfolio while the market is down, you are not only locking those losses, but you are accelerating those losses by pulling that money out so your portfolio doesn't have as much to grow on. And when you add inflation to that mix, not only has your, your portfolio go, gone down in actual value, but it's gone down in spending value. So you can count that as another loss against your portfolio because in order to survive retirement, in order to pay for those goods and services that you need for that rent, for, for the condo fees, for those flights, you're going to need more money. And in order to have that more money, you are going to have to grow it faster, which means you can't take money out when there's inflation or when there's down markets, or you got to be extremely, extremely careful of how you do it so that you don't accidentally cut your legs out from under you. My goodness. That's Libel Sternbach. A lot to consider right there. He is the host of Libel on Fire. If you like more information about our conversation today, you can go to the website, yields4u.com. That's yields, the letter, I'm sorry, the, the number four, yields4u.com. I'm Freddie Bell, and we've got more you're listening to Libel on Fire. Thanks for listening to this episode of Libel on Fire. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them on our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free signed copy of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Now, back to Libel on Fire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Libel on Fire. I am with the Libel Sternbach. He is Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. We've been talking about world conditions and how these world conditions impact the marketplace, how they may have an impact on our investments. Libel, hello, and welcome back to the program. We've got a lot to get to. We've got a lot to cover. Yes, we do. So you talked about that there's a lot of volatility right now. How does inflation factor into all the things that we're seeing right now with the, the war, with the pandemic, all the uncertainty that we're seeing in the marketplace today, not only in America, but around the world? So, so inflation in small amounts is very healthy. Um, and inflation for short periods of time 
can be beneficial to governments, but not to consumers. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately, the inflation where it, it looks like we're going to have inflation for a little bit longer. What that means, right? And I'm going to talk about the government, which is the plus side of inflation for a second. And then we're going to talk about the downside as a retiree what, or as an investor, why we hate inflation, right? Okay. So for the most part, right, when you're working, inflation for the most part is good. I don't know if you've seen the headlines, but people are getting wage increases. Their, 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 their salaries are going up as a result of inflation. It may not be matching inflation. But it is going up. And the longer that we have inflation, the more that's going to, it's going to force those wages to go up. And that's something that the Federal Reserve looks at. It's something that the central banks try to manage. What inflation does for the government, and it does it to people who are working to a certain extent, is in it devaluing our money, right? So, so inflation, just so we're on the same page, right? Inflation means that if I bought a loaf of bread for, you know, if a dollar bought me a loaf of bread today, tomorrow or next year is only, you know, I'd have to pay a dollar ten, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it either gets more expensive or they cut the loaf of bread down, you know, by 10% or whatever. And, you know, they, so it's still a dollar, but I'm getting less goods for it. So that's inflation. Now, as someone who's borrowing money and my money, the amount of money I'm earning increases because of inflation. So if I'm getting a salary and I was getting, you know, let's say $100,000 and then to, you know, next year or, you know, when inflation hits the next year, they say, okay, well, you get your, you know, two or 3% raise, but we're going to make it 5% this year or 6%, right? So now I'm making 105,000 and I'm just using that because it's easy math. But, yeah. you know, so we got that 105000 right? So now I'm making more money. So if I borrowed money last year before the inflation and I bought myself a new car, right, I now have more money to pay it back with, right? So in essence, it made my loan cheaper because it's using up less of my income to pay it off. Make sense? It does make sense. So the federal government and and, uh, Janet Yellen, who used to be the chairman of the the Federal Reserve, she's been she's essentially been part of the federal government on a monetary standard since the Clinton administration. So she she and she's right now secretary of Treasury. Right. So she has advocated when when we crossed 100 percent of our borrowing was more than 100 percent of our gross domestic product, which is essentially the, the country's income. Well, you know, gross income. So she said that it was actually a good thing because it allows us to invest in our economy and it allows us to grow so that our tax base becomes larger. The problem is, is and, and, and from a government standpoint, right, that's great, right? We borrow money, inflation comes along. We're, if we not only got a bigger salary because we got training, but and we now can get paid more. But inflation also came along and means we're getting more money because of inflation. Then we get to pay off that debt. It's you know an even reduced percentage of our income, which is awesome, right? Because then we don't feel it and we get to keep being a consumer-based society, which is how our society runs. From a federal government standpoint, it's even greater, right? Because it makes our country great. We get to reinvest our country over and over again and really treat greats. And when it's literally a quarter of a percent, you're borrowing endless supply of money, it's good, 
Um, it's really good. You get to build bridges and roads and have the, you know, the best military in the world. And, you know, our economy has grown incredibly over the last few years. But when does the bubble bust, though? Well, it's starting to come due, right? <laughs> Interest rate, inflation start. Inflation got away from us during COVID. Nobody expected it to be as high as it was. And so we now need to increase interest rates in order to tap uh, to lower that inflation rate. Um, essentially, we put too much money into the system. And because we put too much money in the system, we need to take some of it out so that we have less dollars chasing goods, so that either the goods become more valuable or the uh, let yes, the goods become more val uh, less valuable or the dollar becomes less val uh, more valuable because there's less of it. So that's kind of what the Federal Reserve is trying to balance. And they want to do it in a way that doesn't cause businesses to go, oh, no, we don't know when we're going to be able to borrow. So we got to fire people. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's a tough juggling act to do. The problem is, is that we are we are so far down um, that even a moderate increase in interest rates, you know, not we're not talking outrageous amounts, but going up to two, three, four percent, which I, I mean, I've heard numbers like we need to have nine percent to combat inflation. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and I don't think we actually have to hit nine percent because there's other factors that will control it. But if we even get to three or four percent, we're talking about, you know, a, a 15 to 20 percent increase in the debt payment that we're making. Imagine if your car payment not only doubled, but increased by 10 times, right? <laughs> of the car business. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a lot of money. Well, that's what's going to happen to our country. And it's, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen over the next few years. And when that happens, there's going to be no choice. Either taxes go up or services go down, our spending goes down, right? Increase income or, or decrease expenses or do both. And there really is going to be no, no choice in the matter. They, that, that, is, that is the bad side of inflation. Now, as retirees, there's another downside to inflation. We are not earning a living, right? We are not getting that wage increase. We become stagnant. We become stagnant. Right. And so our money in the bank is now losing value and it's losing an enormous value. So while the federal government and everyone who's working is like, yay, I get more money. All the stuff that I bought is cheaper for me to pay off. Us in retirement are looking at this, this growing number that we got to now come up with just to stay at the same lifestyle that we've become accustomed to. So for us, we either have to decrease our lifestyle or we have to grow our assets to be able to account for these new costs. And the only way for us to increase our assets to cover these new costs is gonna be by investing in the market. The problem is, is that if we take our money out too early, right? if we're relying on our money right now for income, we need to, in theory, not take any money out during down years and during years of inflation, of high inflation. Because in doing so, we're eroding not just our portfolio value this year, but our portfolio value over the next 20, 30, 40 years. Because we don't have the same base for our assets to grow on. Because if the market goes up 10% next year, right? let's say this year we're at 100,000, we take 10,000 in income, and the market goes down 10%, 
our portfolio is down, you know, to let's say 80,000 for simple math. We're now building based on 80,000 instead of 90,000. Right. Those retirees who are looking to go out in the next two to three years, two to five years, they're in a bad uh, situation then. They're in a, they're in a very bad situation. Uh, and, And anyone who's retired, who's actually retired needs to be extremely careful right now because the next few years is going to really be the difference between the people who are, you know, uh, struggling in retirement in 10 years from now versus the people who are comfortable. And, and I'm really afraid of what happens if, if too many retirees make bad decisions and, or poor decisions and they pull out their money at the wrong time and they don't let it grow as much as it can, or they just, do, you know, you know we, talk, we talk about timing the market that you never want to time the market. But when it comes to retirement, you got to time the market. You've got to time the market because if not, you're not just losing out in market performance. You're losing out on the next 40 years of your life of that, that growth. Um, so That's you got a lot to consider my goodness. Yeah. We're talking with libel Sternbach and we're talking about inflation this week and the upside. I've been waiting for the, uh, the bad news, but it seems like it's all bad news at this time, but give us a ray of hope here. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want a ray of hope. I want just to consider the, the reality of what we're dealing with right now. What does the future look like so, as we continue? So I actually do have a ray of hope. So I believe, and, and this is why I've become very passionate about this, um, you know, over the last, you know, 10 years or so, you know, anyone could do well in the market and being a financial advisor wasn't exactly the most fun. Because it wasn't so much value. There wasn't a ton of value that I can add. You know, I can give you some knowledge. I can help you with your investment management. But when the market's doing great, anyone can do great, right? You didn't need me to do good. What we have right now, though, is a very scary situation that presents some very unique opportunities. And so the same things that can really hurt us that I've just listed out, right, where we have high inflation, where we have interest rates are rising, where we have a down market that if you don't navigate those correctly they will they will absolutely they can absolutely devastate your retirement and we have a deadlock congress which you know congress is needs to get their act together in order to help mitigate some of these potential downfalls that I've talked about um which I don't think they're going to get done in time i mean hopefully you know we'll see what the midterms bring and uh what happens then but if we're going to have to wait another year before congress really does what needs to be done. It might be too late for a lot of people. However, all of this brings a certain opportunity, which is that you can take advantage of today's really low tax rates. Right now, we are at historically low tax rates. The market is down, which means your portfolio value is down. And we know the taxes are going to go up, which means that if you choose now to pay taxes on those assets that have depreciated because of market value, and you're paying it with money that's essentially worth less than it will be in five years from now, Mm -hmm. you are getting a double discount on your taxes. And Congress has talked, they've tried twice now to to, uh, pass laws to eliminate or to severely limit the, um, the ability to do this to essentially decide when to pay taxes on your retirement uh, portfolio, they are going to get uh, they they are going to eliminate that at some point because they need the tax revenue. So until that happens, 
we need to take advantage of this as much as possible and convert as much of those funds from, you know, being Congress's piggyback bank where they can, you know, come in and dip their, their, their dirty hands whenever they want into something that has already been taxed at a time and place of our choosing mm-hmm. and at a lower rate and at a lower dollar value than it will be in the future. So, Libo, what do you think or what can you share with us? We're just about out of time. What would be your advice right now? And I think you've alluded to it for a person in retirement right now or soon to retire. What would you say to them right now if they were sitting at your desk talking to you? So I I have two guides on my website that I want you to read and that I'm sending to anybody who wants it. The first one is called Sequence Risk. Go take a look at that. That will tell you how not to lock in these losses and compound uh, compound the the market issues. The second thing is I have a guide called How to Pay 0% in Taxes in Retirement. In it, I walk through exactly how to take advantage of this, what I call tax arbitrage uh, that's going on right now. And you want to, you need to do those two things together. Because if you if you don't time it right and you don't do it in the correct order, you will just you will hurt yourself worse than you can possibly help yourself. Um, but anybody who wants, I'm more than happy to help you walk through the process. That's Libel Sternbach. I told you he was on fire. Libel is on fire. I'm with him. He's a best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. We've been talking about inflation and how you can do your part to help manage it. And if you like more information, go to the website, yields4u.com, yields, the number four, you.com. I'm Freddie Bell. We've been talking with Libel Sternbach, and this is Libel on Fire. That's all the time we have for this episode of Libel on Fire, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them in our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free copy of Libel's book, Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Thanks for listening. Koppel Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies can result in profit or loss. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as any offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.